Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by Sean Hooley. We have some AI news today that's been in all of the news in all industries lately. So it's interesting to see it have a med tech angle this time, but we also have a recall and some other health equity news. So Sean, why don't you give us a little roundup of what we'll talk about today? Yeah, today's news covers ICAD integrating Google AI into its mammography workflow, a new study that highlights Edwards software for treating hypotension, Siemens Health Nears inked a deal to improve health equity, a sense of surgical is aiming for a massive 2025 launch for one of its surgical robot platforms, and Katinga has another class one recall of its intraaortic balloon pumps. So let's jump into that AI story first. What's the first thing that we should know for today? Yeah, ICAD building on an existing relationship with Google to integrate that AI workflow into its mammography setup. It's quite an interesting plan to advance this innovative technology. What will the amendment allow ICAD to use the AI tech for? Yeah, so the amendment in their pre-existing deal enables ICAD to integrate the AI technology with its profound breast health suite for 2D mammography, which offers 2D and 3D, but this integration works for 2D. It works to integrate the AI capabilities once they receive regulatory approval as an independent reader for breast cancer screening. And this comes after another agreement the company had with Google, right? Yeah, so they previously signed a strategic development and commercialization agreement with Google Health in November of last year. Through this, they hope to integrate Google's AI into ICAD's breast imaging solutions, and that agreement included profound detection. So they've been working on this for a while. This amendment clearly just sort of fine-tunes some of the some of the settings of their agreement. So what are executives saying? Dana Brown, the president and CEO of ICAD, said they're looking to find an alternative to the current double reading workflow that's being used in mammography. She said, combining Google's AI technology with the leading edge profound breast health suite of AI solutions will enhance ICAD's technology and expand access to the technology to millions of women and providers worldwide. Furthermore, Google has already been exploring the use of its technology as an independent reader with extremely promising results. All right, let's move on to some blood pressure news. Yeah, Edwards software may reduce the duration and severity of hypotension, according to a study. So just a couple months after similarly positive results from the same registry, Edwards has robust data to share on its software. And what were some of the initial results of that study, or what did the initial results of the study indicate? They indicated that the software has a positive impact on reducing the severity and duration of hypotension for non-cardiac surgery patients, just as the new presentation demonstrated. It's just another example of how this study has proven the worth of the Acumen HPI software from Edwards. And so you touched on the software a little bit, but what did the company design that software for? What it, what does it do? company designed Acumen HPI to provide clinicians with information regarding the likelihood of a patient developing hypotension. Software uses an algorithm that calculates data from hemodynamic monitoring in perioperative management. It then leverages predictive analytics to alert clinicians of potential blood pressure drops before they occur. The system, or the software rather, earned FDA 510K clearance in June 2022. Can you give us some more details about the study results? Yeah, there are a lot of numbers and stuff in there, so I'll not dive too deep into it, but Edwards set its primary endpoint as intraoperative hypertension quantified using the time-weighted average mean arterial pressure, or MAP, of less than 65 millimeters of mercury, a blood pressure measurement. 
It also met secondary endpoints around map episodes. It met the primary endpoints. So Edwards also said, while not powering the study for this outcome, it saw acute kidney injury incidences at the lower end of usual reports for patients having major non-cardiac surgery. So sort of an added bonus, I guess, from these results. Interesting. Now let's move on to some health equity news. Yeah, Siemens Health and Ears and SSM Health have inked a deal to improve health equity. We've covered a few of these stories before. Plenty of companies are doing it, but it's always positive when we see these large companies throwing their weight toward improving health equity. Definitely. We've talked about health equity in a different way, like creating telehealth apps where people from rural regions can access healthcare. But this is on a different realm. So what is the aim of this partnership? Yeah, they want to expand access to high-quality care and aid in training the next generation of healthcare workers. So Siemens Health Nears says the agreement marks its largest geographic strategic partnership to date, with SSM Health covering four Midwestern states in the U.S., Missouri, Illinois, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. And how do they plan to advance health equity exactly? So they plan to invest in programs to expand early detection and chronic disease management. They intend to provide this for underserved and vulnerable individuals in the communities served by SSM. Obviously, the partnership itself will see Siemens Health Nears lend its latest innovations and best practices in diagnostic imaging to SSM Health. So what are executives saying about this collaboration? David Pacitti, the president and head of the Americas for Siemens Health Nears, said the partnership will serve the local communities, taking into account social and environmental determinants that influence patient health in support of long-term well-being. Jeremy Fotheringham, the regional president of SSM Health, added that Siemens Health Nears shares a deep-rooted commitment to innovation, quality, and value, and SSM is thrilled to partner with them in the mission to transform healthcare delivery and address the health equity gap in its communities. Let's talk about surgical robots next. Sure. Census Surgical targets FDA clearance for its Luna surgical robot platform in 2025. So some big news out of the company's quarterly earnings at the end of last week. So tell us a little bit about that Luna surgical robot. Yeah, Census only unveiled this next generation platform in February. Designed Luna as an integrated digital surgery solution with next generation surgical platform and instruments plus real-time interoperative clinical intelligence. Its final component, a secure cloud platform, applies machine learning to deliver clinical insights. So a census altogether says that this enables its vision of performance-guided surgery, which, which it's already you know, brought to many people with its Senhance platform. What progress is the company making to get to that 2025 goal? Yeah, the company now says that it made notable progress in R&D related to Luna's development and is now transitioning to testing and evaluation before filing for regulatory approvals, plans for integrated system testing in the coming quarter, along with the finalization of its manufacturing strategy. By the fourth quarter, a census expects to conclude its preclinical evaluation, potentially freezing the design by the first quarter of 2024. Then, then it plans to submit to the FDA and other regulatory bodies by the end of next year and projects FDA clearance mid-2025, followed by a pilot commercial launch in the second half of that year. And what are executives saying? Well, since it's itself said in the news release that the company believes there's a clear regulatory pathway for the Luna system, that it's a de-risked regulatory process that should allow for a quicker time to market compared to new entrants in the space. CEO Anthony Fernando added that the company has some exciting milestones on the horizon, including the initiation of its preclinical evaluation for Luna. And now what's the last thing that we should know for today? 
Geting subsidiary Datascope has another serious intra-aortic balloon pump recall. The cardiosave issues continue to persist. They just won't seem to go away. So remind us what these devices are used for. The cardiosave intra-aortic balloon pumps are used to treat acute coronary syndrome, cardiac and non-cardiac surgery, or complications of heart failure in adults. They're used in healthcare facilities. And what is the reason behind this recall? Recall occurred because of the potential for the devices to shut down unexpectedly. This happens because of electrical failures in the power management board or solenoid board, which is the power source path. Using an affected pump could cause serious adverse health events, including unstable blood pressure, injury, and death, which is why the FDA deemed it class one, the most serious kind. So how many devices are affected in this recall and have there been any reports of injury so far? It affects 4,586 devices in the U.S. The company reported 26 complaints, but no reports of injuries or death related to the issue to date. And that marks the fifth story. So thanks for coming on, Sean, giving us your insights. We had a lot of interesting news today. Definitely. And as always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. How about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.